St. Paul's words to the Colossians sound lovely. I admit, it's only when I read Dom Garanger commenting on it that all of a sudden something really dramatic became unmistakably obvious. I could give you a minute to read it yourself again, but I'll read it out loud for you. Brethren, we cease not to pray for you and to beg that you may be filled with the knowledge of the will of God and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of God in all things pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to the power of his glory in all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to God the Father who hath made us worthy to be partakers of the lot of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the remission of sins. Period. Now, the, the overwhelmingly obvious thing is not the fact that that is one sentence that came across when I realized how to uh, add the, the plain chant grammar to the, uh, to the epistle. No, it's, what's amazing and what's beautiful and what's perfectly suited to what's being read to us now on this last Sunday of the year is that it describes th- the completed work of God's grace, the point of the whole year, the point of all that God does, all that God dispenses to us through the church. Now, at the same time, because it is the end of the year, with St. Matthew's words, we hear about the coming of Christ at the end of time, in power and majesty, to judge. Yet this will be different from how we read about our Lord coming in judgment in the season of Advent. Then we'll be wearing violet, and then we'll adopt a properly penitential posture in preparing for the celebration of our Lord's birth. Then we will consider our Lord coming in judgment to prompt us to penance, to realize that we are not yet ready for him to come. Now we bring to mind our Lord coming in judgment to draw us to, to rejoice in the completion of all things. All good things come to an end. Only in a non-Christian sense or in an unintelligent sense does that sound like a sorry statement. The end of things, the purpose of things, the form according to which things are made, the thing by which things are made, the one who makes them, the purpose of all of that, everything has an end. Every good thing has an end, has a purpose. And today we celebrate all those good things coming to their completion. This is the point of God's work, that we brought, that we be brought to holiness It's especially worthwhile, I think, to recall the prophetic words of Pope Pius XI 
for the other masses when it was fitting to read Quas Primas by which he established the solemnity of Christ, the King of the Universe. Pope Pius XI, whose motto was Pax Christi in Regno Christi, the peace of Christ in the kingdom of Christ, in his very first words to all the Christian faithful, some 10 months after his becoming Bishop of Rome, he laid out what has definitely formed my understanding of history of the 20th century, that the First World War ended Christian civilization. He spells it out in great detail. It, it's really remarkable that this, in his, in his, first, uh, his first address, uh, beginning with kind words, acknowledging the blessing and the humility, and, and, and even begging pardon for having waited so long to write his first encyclical letter, and, and acknowledging everyone's prayers. He wastes no time to diagnose the age. One thing is certain today. Since the close of the Great War, individuals, the different classes of society, the nations of the earth have not as yet found true peace. They do not enjoy, therefore, that active and fruitful tranquility, which is the aspiration and the need of mankind. This is a sad truth which forces itself upon us from every side. For anyone who, as we do, desires profoundly to study and successfully to apply the means necessary to overcome such evils, it is all important that he recognize both the fact and the gravity of this state of affairs and attempt beforehand to discover its causes. That blessed tranquility, which is the effect of an orderly existence, and in which the essence of peace is to be found, no longer exists. And in its place, the restless spirit of revolt reigns. As a consequence, industry suffers, commerce is crippled, the cultivation of literature and the arts becomes more and more difficult. And what is worse than all, Christian civilization itself is irreparably damaged thereby. In the face of much praised progress, we behold with sorrow society lapsing back slowly but surely into a state of barbarism. After diagnosing the the current state of affairs, he then diagnoses its cause. Concupiscence of the eyes, concupiscence of the flesh, the spirit of pride, And then he details its remedy. And in the words of St. Paul, and in the words of St. Matthew, we hear not just words of fact and words of hope, but words that really give praise to God. That that God's word is effective. Effective. It does heal. It does repair. It does restore. It brings life. It communicates the fullness of life. It is already doing that. St. Paul is not one to mince words. 
And so to the Colossians, he's, he's not saying that you all are so far from all of these things. I'm praying that you might begin to experience knowledge, wisdom, spiritual understanding, fruitfulness, patience, long-suffering. He's describing something that he already knows is taking hold. He's not rebuking them. At the same time, he also says he does not cease to pray for them. As Dom Garrison reminds us, we are alive, which means we are either growing or deteriorating. We are either going forward or we are going backward. And so we will never, in, on this side of judgment, never reach a point where it never involves effort. Moreover, think of it as a hopeful statement, we will never get to a point where we can't even be closer to Christ, where we can't grow to reflect more and more the glory of God. We will never get to a point where we are done because we have an end. We have a purpose. And it's to become like the one who made us. And so in the days leading up to the beginning of Advent, we, we look forward to that completion of all things. It will involve our judgment. It does give us trepidation, but we know that God's word accomplishes his purpose, and we give glory to God in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.